Welcome back to Foreign Toe Podcast, where parents can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is episode 39. This is the recast. Parents go and they release the hellions with no manners, respect, or anything else onto this part. Welcome to the Reefcast. We're talking about being naked. <laughs> Thing in the Bible, who always gets the shaft is the right. person following the leader. So for all you parents out there, it doesn't matter how you raise your kids, <laughs> they might just end up the opposite of what you taught them. Well, find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Today we're going to do a third and final installment of questions with one of my listeners and her husband, Stephanie and Justin. We had a great time chatting for about an hour, and I've been breaking up the conversation. Be sure to go back and listen to episodes 36 and 37 to hear the beginning of this conversation. We're going to jump right in with Stephanie's next question. Have, has, have any of your kids shown the same signs of being as much of a voracious reader as you are and how does that play into how you feel like their learning is going for the year yes my oldest daughter absolutely is a voracious reader um and she really enjoys novels now she wants to read what she wants to read she does not necessarily appreciate me telling her hey this is a really good novel i loved it when i was a kid you might like it too she doesn't usually take to that very well so oh i understand I even sent a friend of mine whose daughter is in high school a couple of books that I read. And he's like, I gave it to her and I can't get her to read it. And I'm like, you know what? I did the best that I could out of this. Yeah. So there's a couple things that I've done with her. Last year, what I did was there were some books I was like, look, you have to read these when you're a kid. Because if you don't, you haven't had a childhood. Um, So Boxcar Children was one. I just felt like she had to read the Boxcar Children. So I read aloud the first one to all of my kids because she would not read it on her own. She would not. <laughs> and as soon as I read the first one, I said, now look, after this, they all become mysteries. And she's like, what? Really? And I said, yeah. And I have two more books sitting on the shelf. And so then she went and read both of them, like, immediately. Like, okay, cool. And actually, two weeks ago, I took her to a thrift store because I knew they happened to have quite a few boxcar children books. And she went, she, like, bought all of them. Um, so. Success. Success. The other thing I've done is, being that I'm an Usborne Books and More consultant, I have I bought complete sets of chapter books from the company, and I know which series she really, really likes. And so, like, Billy and the Mini Monsters is one of her favorites. So I told her, look, if you read this chapter book that I want you to read, when you finish it and you tell me what it's about, then I'll give you the next Billy and the Mini Monsters book. Nice. That got me, that yeah, that got her nine new books uh, that I wanted her to read because there are nine books in the series. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, and then my mother-in-law really wants her to read, because she likes mysteries, wanted her to read the Happy Hollister books, which is another mystery series that she loved when she was a kid. And she paid my oldest $10 to read the first <laughs> Happy Hollister book and told her every time she comes to visit, if she finishes a Happy Hollister book, because my mother-in-law has a whole collection that she will pay her $10 for every one that she reads. Um, so so those bribery works. Some yeah. ways. Bribery <laughs> works. Bribery works. Yeah. Um, this year, 
I, I already told her, you know, because I need her to do some independent work. The language arts program that I have her learning is using some classic children's literature, um, specifically chapter books. She's currently reading um, Amos Fortune, A Free Man uh, for her language arts. And it's like a I think it's a Newberry Award winner about a freed slave. And so she is reading that as part of her uh, language arts program that I've already set up for her. But again, I've already warned her too. I said, you're going to have other books that I'm going to give you. And I'm probably going to keep bribing her with more Usborne books because she really, really loves them. (laughs) I was so hopeful because like Isaac was really into the Netflix series. What's it called? Um, uh, the Last Kids on Earth. Okay. And we read the first book and he loved it, but it was also because it was familiar because he had already seen the show up through this point and I'm learning new things and he's like excited. And now we're stalled out on book three because he's just Ooh. like not really focusing anymore. And ba- maybe bedtime has been about half an hour too late for about the last three months. So yeah. we, we try, we try so hard to put the kids in bed before they're pumpkins and then it just doesn't always doesn't work. work. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that that helps with the whole reading thing that I found is if you have audiobook apps, sometimes libraries like our library has an uh, like a a library version of Audible. It's called Libby. Uh-huh. And so we can borrow yeah. books on Libby for free um with our library card. And so I buy right. I buy I borrow audiobooks and I like Spice Spy Kid Spy School. No, it's called Spy School. The Spy School series. I saw them in Walmart or Target. I can't remember which one. And I thought, oh, Carmen would probably, my oldest would really like that because she likes mystery books. But And I showed her the cover of it. And I was like, oh, I think you'd really like this book. And she's like, no, I don't want to buy it. It looks stupid. I had her listen to it. And I kid you not, my husband was listening to it as well and going, what happens next? What happens next? Did you finish that book? I want to know what happens. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like our whole family is stuck on those books now because we've been listening to the audiobooks. And I'm sure as soon as we see one laying around in a thrift store, we're going to be snatching it up because we got to know what happens next. Um, so that's another way to get kids into it. We listened. Oh, we listened to the Penderwicks. It's another series. Um, we listened to the Penderwicks on the Libby app. And then Carmen found it on our bookshelf. And she was like, oh, we actually own this book. And I said, yeah, you should read it. And so she read it to herself after we'd listened to it on audio. Um, and she loved it. Okay, so I think last question because I think the kids are going to be knocking on the door and oh yeah, eventually kids are turning into pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, mine need dinner. So oh, how dare they? <laughs> um, so whenever it comes to owning or is is there any kind of do you have any process for getting rid of books or for? I know that you like thrift books. Um, I assume that there are probably local buy-sell trades for a lot of things that are probably slim pickings at the moment because of everyone trying to, like, create a home library. But because I'm so good at, like, collecting things, yeah, I'm wondering if, like, school books and school materials, if there's ever a... what your keep and not keep processes like Mm -hmm. yeah um okay so uh as far as my not keep process uh because i inherited my mom's library and my aunt's library in the last two years i have an overflow of books and so what i did was i went through and separated all the books by subject and these are specifically school books and 
um, after I got it separated by subject, I had to decide like how many of these books will I actually need? So like, let's say human body. I have a full curriculum on the human body, but then I have all these extra books about the human body. And I'm looking through each one going, how many of these am I actually going to use? And so I pared down my books from there. I like I picked the ones that I knew for sure I was going to use, put them aside, got rid of, have a stack of other books and put them in a box. Now mm-hmm. I've done a couple of things to get rid of those. I have posted on a Facebook group that I'm part of, a local Facebook group and said, Hey guys, if anybody needs human body books, I have some. And there was one lady, well, language arts was one of them. She needed some language arts books and I happened to have them. I'm like, here, you can have them. Mm -hmm. I gave them to her. There are buy, sell trade sites on Facebook that are nationwide that kind of act like a, um, like an eBay situation where you list all your stuff and they are specifically for homeschool curricula. Um, I can add you to those groups if you need to be, if you want to be, just let me know. Uh, And so I do plan on, however, I have not yet, uh, posting a bunch of my curriculum up there that I want to get rid of. There are also, um, if you are connected to anybody in the homeschool community locally there are often curriculum sales where like moms like us are just like i have too much stuff i've got to get rid of it and they just have these sales um i keep trying to do one locally for us but our governor keeps shutting everything down so we are stuck with all of our stuff for now until we decide to sell it online ebay is another good place to throw stuff up it's harder to sell on ebay i've had a lot more success on facebook and the in the curriculum sites but um i have bought several things from ebay uh, that are homeschool related curriculum related okay people are looking they will buy it it sometimes takes a while um but yeah do any of those things age out like reasonably i would assume that like current events is you can't buy a book from the 80s and call it current events anymore but um so and i would assume that some of the way that information is presented has changed so drastically over time that once you get to Mm -hmm. anything beyond like first or second grade for any subject it looks dated if it is dated yeah is there anything So like science books, science textbooks are the ones that I've noticed the most um, Mm -hmm. age poorly. Um, My favorite science curriculum is the Apologia textbooks. Um, I use that as a backbone and, but they're science, they're, um, they have an astronomy curriculum that they've had to redo because the one I had, uh, I think was published in like 2011 or something, which in my mind isn't that long ago. But because mm-hmm. space is always like the exploration of space is still changing. It's it's still fairly new science. And I mean, grand scheme of things, um, there was so much stuff in that book that needed to be updated. They redid it last year and republished it. So and it wasn't okay. I mean, eight years isn't that long. Um, I don't know. In eight part, years, they found a black hole and they like found yeah. more stuff in the Kuiper belt. Yeah, I totally understand yeah. how, especially with astronomy, that would be something that is almost so current events that it's hard to teach anything beyond the like inner ring of planets with right. any kind of accuracy. So yeah, I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So that's the only one that I've really found. Right. The older kid is into space. Yeah. I learned lots. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Um, I know like the math curriculum that we use, um, I have all of my mom's old teacher's manuals from that company and they're very, they're very old, uh, but they haven't actually changed any of their 
actual math problems. So like all the answer key that's in the teacher's manuals from back in the 90s are the same answer keys that you would get in the books today. The covers are just not as durable. (laughs) That would be the only difference. Or there's a few more teacher helps in the newer manuals too. Like here's a better way to teach this if your children are struggling with X, Y, Z. And then uh, my history program that I really, really love um, was redone with some newer publishings of books because I go the Charlotte Mason route with with history and so that's a lot of living books it's not uh-huh. really textbooks and so they have changed the the company I usually go with Beautiful Feet Books they changed some of the books that they usually recommend for you to read about pilgrims or uh, not the Vikings I know for sure the books about the pilgrims they changed um, and some of the ones about George Washington they changed but it's I mean, it's history, so it's not that history has changed. It's just that the publishing of said books has changed, if that makes sense. Right, and like our our current lens of history has changed, right. and so they're trying to keep with a more modern... Yeah, right. I got it. So some of it ages, some of it doesn't. Um, yeah, I'm not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes sense that, that there are core things that wouldn't change and that... It's also it's also hard because the last ed- the last formal education that I did was college level and those books change a lot faster yes. but also in just subtle ways that don't actually change the curriculum uh, as you do a new iteration of something it's important to know exactly like the I I specifically remember I accidentally bought the wrong English book for how to notate your sources mm. and that had changed between one version and another yes. like on a couple of different yeah so it's it's the minutiae but it starts to matter right. so if I'm just trying to make sure that I know what I'm looking at with homeschool material then I mean or, or right in general for your younger elementary grades especially not much has changed I mean you got to know your five senses got to know your colors got to know your numbers got to know your letters <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean really anything beyond that um, some of it changes, some of it fluxes, but I mean, really, you've got this. <laughs> you really do. Like when I say that at the end of my episode, every time I, I really, truly mean it. Like it's, it's not as hard as it seems at first. Um, it can be very overwhelming and I get it. Um, but really your kids aren't going to miss out. You, you'll end up teaching them a lot more, I think, than, than you'll realize. And you won't, you won't realize just how much they're actually absorbing or picking up until they get around other kids um, and you have those play dates or you have those social interactions where they're talking to other people, adults, and they start telling the adults about their five senses and how, oh, well, I'm taking in all the senses right now. My brain's going nuts because my eyes are seeing and smelling you and I can taste you because I'm licking you now. And like, like, I mean, that's a- <laughs> that definitely sounds like my youngest, like, excuse it's me. It's what kids would do, right? I mean, it's definitely what they do. Right. And, and and like you were saying, your son was spouting off all the facts that he knows about whales because of a KiwiCo box. I mean, it's simple things like that. They they really just absorb a lot more than we think they do. So you've got it. Okay, Elizabeth, yeah. thank you for your time. Awesome. And I think we're going to head out. Sounds good. And I will, I will send this uh, to you in just a second. And... Um, yeah. Awesome. And then otherwise, I guess I'll catch you for the, the book, um, the book club soon. Yes. All right. Yep. Sounds good. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks for joining me. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much, Stephanie and Justin, for your questions and for being part, being willing to be part of my show. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you found it helpful. We're going to end the episode today with another special installment of Read to Me, a segment where my kids discuss books that we've read or books that they've read and share them with you. Mommy, will you read to me? Check, mic check, one, two. One, two, one, two. Okay. Hi, what's your name? Uh, My name's Carmen. And how old are you? I'm 10 years old. Nice to meet you. I've known you for a little while, though. (laughs) (laughs) So what books are we going to talk about today? The Lightning Girl series by Ashelia Dickinson. Alicia Dickinson. Alicia Dixon. Oh, that one. Say that. Alicia Dixon. All right. How many books are in this series? Four. Do you need to read these in order? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So tell me, what is the series main character? Who is the series main character? A girl named Adora or Aurora. I can't really figure it out. Her name's Adora. And she is... She is the main character. Oh. Aurora Beam is her name. She's the main character of the book. Okay. And... Is she an ordinary girl, or is there something special about There's her? There's something special about her. Tell me about it. Okay. In the book, it says that every woman of her family has had um, superpowers. Okay. And their main power was shooting light. But you could also have little perks, which weren't necessarily real extra superpowers, but they were working. Like, her mom was super fast and somewhat strong, and her aunt had the ability to charm people very well. Okay. So do we know what Aurora's extra power is? No, not yet. Not what I'm reading yet. So that's what the series is about, her discovering her superpower? Pretty much. Cool. So how many of these books have you read through? I read through one, and I'm in the middle of number two. Cool. Does she have any superpower friends? Uh, just normal friends? Well, you can say both of that. So Can you put your mic right here? So, um, she has a team of friends, and they consider themselves heroes. Not superheroes, they're heroes. Like, there's Adora, and her superhero's name is the Lightning Girl. The Aurora. Title of the book, Aurora. And then there's Kizzy. That's her best friend, and she is the brains of the group. Fred is the prankster and the president of the Bright Sparks. Who are the Bright Sparks? The Bright Sparks are the gang of these um, kids that are are superheroes. Okay. And then Susie, um, the jerk, is the is Flexi Girl. Okay. And she's really good at gymnastics. There's Georgie. And she's a stylist, and Kimmy is a dog. And then in the second book, what I'm reading now, The Superhero Squad, she I haven't gotten to the part where she talks to other superheroes, but I know that there are two other superhero kids that become part of the Bright Sparks. One's name is Benjamin Jackson Jr., a.k.a. JJ. And she has, he has super strength, and there's Cherry... Marilella, 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 Marilla, and she has supersonic hearing and occasional performing nominations. 
Premonitions. Premonitions. Do you know what a premonition is? No. What's a premonition? A premonition is when you feel like something's going to happen. Just kind of know it. Ooh, that's cool. Spider sense. That makes sense. Yes, like spider sense. So these books, I was surprised when we got them how thick they are. They're... They get thicker as they go. The first book has the least number of pages. The last book has the most number of pages. But we're looking at like, we're looking at almost 300 pages, 294 pages in the first book alone. The text is a little bit larger. I want to say it's more like 14 point than 12 point. Do you find this easy to read even though there are so many pages? Yeah, it's fun to read. It's it's somewhat hard What's hard about it? Um, there are some big words, and it is a long book, and the chapters are really long. The chapters are long, but does the story capture your attention enough that you want to keep reading through it? Yes. Okay. So they're not boring long chapters. No. All right. So at this point, would you, having read through one and a half of the books, would you recommend this to your friends? Yes. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not the best books you've read and 10 being like really, 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 really good, where would you rate this series? Maybe a 8. Okay, yeah. Just because it's a little hard to read. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I'm glad that you took the time to explain these books to me. I haven't had a chance to read them yet, so it's nice to know what they're about. Do you have anything else you want to say about them? Yes. So the ant is pretty much a super villain. Oh. (laughs) She like steals things with her powers. She's like kind of a brat. So does Aurora and her gang go against the ant at any point? No. She's just an annoying ant. And the ant has a pet ostrich. A pet ostrich? A pet ostrich. Oh my. That's random. Uh Uh-huh. So these superheroes, this book series, is it set in what time period? Nowadays or long ago? Basically nowadays. Okay. That's handy to know. And, and so these people ride in cars and things like that, telephones yeah. and things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cell phones, TV. Britain has talent. Britain has Britain talent. has talent. So these must be set in England then. I don't know. I think they're set in England. But I want to say that they're set in America because it they I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. If there's Britain's Got Talent, I bet there's it's set in England. But it's it's at least Western world. So it's going to be England or Australia or America, one of those places. They're speaking in English. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I don't hear any Britain in it. Like they all they don't say hello, mate. <laughs> you can't like hear you can't hear accent in writing though. Oh. Yeah, but they There's still no French words written. No. And you okay. can't and you can't hear any like extra words that they add and, and extra syllables. Truth. Okay. So Carmen, thank you very much for stopping by and sharing the story with us. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you have questions about homeschooling that you would like to have answered, feel free to contact me through any of my social media or by email at four.in.to.podcast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R dot I-N dot T-O-W dot podcast at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please 
leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening to and rate the show. Help me get the word out about Foreign Toe Podcast by sharing this show with your friends. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Foreign Toe Podcast and on Twitter at Foreign Toe Pod. So have a great homeschooling week. And until next time, remember, Mama, you've got this.